Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back, or sorry, looking ahead to the weekend action in the club scene in Cavan. We've got three relegation playoffs and two Division two and Division Three uh, league finals. As always, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Self, Paul Fitzpatrick, to look ahead to the action. But firstly, Paul, congratulations. A lot of positive talk about your publication in this week's Anglo Celt, the, um, the 25th anniversary of Cavan winning in uh, Ulster you must be getting a lot of a lot of positive comments like I am yeah well I think you you talk to all the football fanatics Damien on your travels so you're, you're probably hearing more than more than I am but uh, no I haven't been talking to many now in fairness but um, I know that it, it sold pretty well and there were um, some people calling up the office to get them posted overseas and stuff like that so it's good enough reaction so um I'll take it, yeah. I'll take any bit of any compliment that's going, I'll take it because I get enough of the other stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, it's gone well. Thank you. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I, I know from talking to a few people who were saying that they, they went and bought a second one or a third one that they were sending to family overseas. It's almost like a, a token to, to hold on to and uh, keep safe for, for years ahead. So, um, to be able to produce that was, was brilliant. Anyone who hasn't got it, go and grab it as quick as you can. Um, I presume there's not that many left about the place at this stage it wasn't in any shops there now but it, I, I know it has been selling well um, it definitely has been selling well so it hasn't it's not selling as well I don't think it's our Ulster Final 2020 issue which was the highest selling paper we had in, and, and we increased circulation that week as well but that was the highest selling paper we had in, in years uh, so obviously it's nothing like that but it, it has been going well so yeah I'd, if if anyone wants to pick it up uh, there's good reading and I think there's definitely Plenty of reading in any of them, how good it is, but um, get get one tomorrow, yeah, get them while they're hot. Definitely, definitely. I think they're cold at this stage now. They've been <laughs> out since Wednesday. If you're if you're baking them and they're still hot, you're you're doing something miraculous. We look ahead to we start off maybe with the um, Kite Powertech All County Football League Division Three final. Drumley taking on Templeport in Drumlane tomorrow evening at seven o'clock. Um, Drumley with a, a a win over. Muncher Connacht in the semi-final Templeport beating Kill while the score difference between the sides were, were was was quite significant they were both a bit tighter than maybe expected Yeah well I, I think the Muncher Connacht game I, to be fair I did expect it, something like that um, like Muncher Connacht were third in the table they only finished one point behind Trumbley and they had a good win against Red Hills coming from six down to Later on in that game, to book the place in the semi-finals, so I was expecting a close game there. Um, Templeport, I, I think they were comfortable enough against against uh, Kill. Like they're, they're they've won fourteen games in succession. Their their score difference 
is absolutely incredible. Like, you'll go through a good few seasons before you see a team in any of the three divisions, I think, with a score difference like this. 4-229 against 93. Anytime you can keep the against column in double figures, you're doing well. And to score well, well over the 200 mark in 13 games, like you're, you know, you're, I'm not great at maths, but you must be averaging about 18 18 odd points a game there. You can talk that up for me, Damien. Against, they're, they're averaging eight, nine points a game there. So, um, less, yeah, under nine points a game. So, I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Um, when they met earlier on in the season, you'll remember the result of this game. Templeport obviously won the game. But as far as I remember, and I'll, I'll look up the result here while I'm talking, I, I remember that that was one game where it was a big result. Yeah, it was 316 to nine points. That was one where you, where you kind of went, Jesus, because the new Temple Ford were on a bit of a run. They didn't meet until till June, which is sort of only met there about a month ago. Mm. And Temple Ford won the game by 16 points. So obviously there might have been mitigating factors or whatever, but I think it would be a sizable upset now if if Trumbley were to win this game tomorrow. And that's with, with the height of respect to Trumbley. I think from that game, with, with maybe 15 minutes to go, it was close. There was maybe a point in it or two points in it. And then Templeport just put down the accelerator and, and, and Drumley couldn't keep with them in the, in the final quarter at all. Templeport just completely ran amok. So for Drumley, it'll be trying to extend that 45 minutes into 60 minutes now. But Templeport have, have, have an array of riches. And, and they have a consistency of performance that isn't that easy to do as I was saying during the week on the podcast they would have been expected to come out and win this division and and top the division and they've done everything that's been expected of them they've hammered teams they've hammered everybody pretty much in the division um far maybe one or two that got within single digits of them but they've done what's been expected of them to this point they've mm. proven pretty much that they're not a division 3 team they're definitely not a junior team um, so they'll be while I'd say for Drummond the final is almost bonus territory the target was coming from such a low base the target for Drummond was promotion um, for Templeport it'll be important for them to win this game because they're, they're they want to just cement a perfect season yeah. and that's the opportunity mm. that's in front of them mm. well they, they did what what Cavan weren't able to do in Division 4 which is Prove that they're far too good for the division and win them emphatically. Mm. They have done over much over twice the length of a campaign. They have done what we kind of wanted to see Cavan do. And when you look back on it, and um, Cavan were able to up it for the first few games of the championship. So it'll be good to see where Templeport can they will there be a dip or will they carry it on? Obviously, the standards going to get higher for them in the intermediate. But yeah, we have to call the game. So um, I agree with you completely. I think it's bonus ter- territory for Drummond Lee. They've done extremely well. There was a few years there where they weren't getting out of the group stages in junior. And, you know, that they're, they've moved on way past that now. They're, they're looking a much better side than a than a team that can't make a junior quarter final. They look like a team who'll contend in junior. So they've done very well, but I think Templeport are a team who will contend in intermediate. So there's levels there. So I, I'll go with Templeport to win it. Yeah, I, I, I think, it, as you said, it would be a sizable upset for Drummond to beat them. Um to be honest, it, it would be the upset of the weekend because I, I do think Templeport are, are are cut above Division 3 and, and definitely cut above Junior Championship as, as they proved by beating Den, who had on to win an Ulster title at junior level. Like the, mm. Templeport must be absolutely sick that they didn't get an opportunity to play in Ulster the year that they did win it because of COVID and that. So, If, you're, uh, if you remember back, like... 
Tempo Four were big underdogs going oh, in against yeah. then. Yeah, big time. And it's amazing the way things have, have moved on since that. Like, um, like they certainly wouldn't be big underdogs playing then now. You'd have to say on current form they'd probably be ahead of then, would they? Ah, they would be. On current form they'd have to be. Oh, definitely. And like then have lost their form completely from from the, some of the great performances they put in over the winter. But Tampa Ford are, are definitely ahead of Dan at the moment. And like it could have been it could have been completely the reverse and, and probably should have been completely the reverse because the the championship that, that Tampa Ford won, they were on the dogs going into the final. And it was it was almost like, well, what's the advantage in going up here? You know, you're you're junior, you're preparing for a junior, and then you have to play intermediate. But they took a couple of big scalps, they took points off the eventual winners, Butler's Bridge and Ku Hollands beating them. Um so they 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 ended up progressing better as a result of the victory in the junior championship than probably most would have expected. And in the way then I, you just wonder while then went on to win an Ulster title at junior level, is the maybe effect of losing that first junior affecting the confidence of them now and 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 possibly causing a, a this is the rebound off that more than anything. Yeah, I don't know. I I think then definitely improved and the, like they went on a great run. They were unbeaten in eleven or twelve games, I think, at one stage. Um, so there was probably a hangover from that. Um, I think they're a lot better than, than they're showing and they probably will turn out to be a lot better when it comes to it in the championship then are traditionally a championship team so wouldn't write them off yet but Tampa Port are an exciting team and they're a team not to turn patronising or anything like that but they're a team I think that a lot of neutrals would like to see doing well because they're representative of a whole area they're 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 the best they're the highest ranking team in West Cavan at the minute from then or beneath them in, in junior I you've, okay well Torval are there as well but you would have to say that, that Tampa Ford looked to have a bit of a brighter future in the next few years than Biltorbid, even though some of the Biltorbid Ultras or one of the Biltorbid Ultras in particular be pinning this podcast to the wall and throwing darts at it. But, you know, I, I do think Tampa Ford have probably slightly better younger talent than the forwards as well. Um, so, like, they're, they're, the, they're the standard bearers for, for the West of the county now. So that's a big thing too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Referees Packy Smith, as I said, throw in, he's in drum lane at seven o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night. At the same time in Lacken, Mullahorn are taking on Arvin, the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division 2 final. Um, Martin Sexton is the referee for this game. A disappointment that both games are on at the same time. Um, I have to say, I'd love to see both of them, but unfortunately, we won't get, get to both games. Arva convincingly beat Mullahorn in the group stages. They had a, a, a real good battle against Cornafane in the semi final but showed a superior bench that probably got them over the line. Mullahorn, comfortable winners over Drumlane in the other semi-final. But from talking to a few that were at that game, mainly Mullahorn people, who are hard enough to please at the best of times, it wasn't. they don't feel it was if Mullahorn played really well to beat Drumlane. Um, so this is going to be an interesting one. Mullahorn don't like being beaten twice. Oh, I'm laughing to myself at that because that is... Uh... A classic Mullahorn attitude there. Like they're in the they're in the final, they've come out of a cutthroat division there and they're they're still not that happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're back in the they're back in division one. And the general sense, like the general sense I forgot from talking to Mullahorns over over the last few months was that the team wasn't going well. And I, I remember kind of singing a sad song about Mullahorn on the podcast one day. And as we talked, I uploaded I brought up the table. So I was like, wait a minute, they're, <laughs> they're up there at the top of the table here. Yeah. 
and it's a very tough division. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be the way of expectations around Mullahorn, though. That's it. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's probably the secret why Mullahorn are always generally able to hold their own in senior and went down intermediate and immediately came back up and made us the final. Like, um, you know, it's not that easily done for a country club. to only have had one year out of senior in the last forty years, and and yeah. won the intermediate in the one year out of senior, have won yeah. a few senior championships in that time and made finals and everything else. But Arva are a team with, with a lot of momentum there at the minute. It's amazing to think one is a senior championship, one is junior championship, and here they are meeting in a Division Two league. So there's like a perfect sort of an equilibrium there. There is, and 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 the frightening thing is like if you're calling this game on current form, you're probably saying Arva. Are are slightly ahead of Mullahorn, but yet in two weeks' time, one's going to be playing that junior championship, and and as you say, playing the, the other playing the senior. It doesn't. I think it shows that Arva, like Templeport, maybe or or Arva should not be a junior team. It was just the perfect storm that saw them go down, and you know, but a bit like Mullahorn, I I I think Arva are going to come up and come up in style. Um, does it does it does it possibly show that Mullerhorn shouldn't be a senior team though? By the same token, do you know what the argument could definitely be made? Like, are Mullerhorn contenders for a senior championship? Not based on last year. Like, they were very disappointing in qualifying last year against Karna. The year before that, like you talk about Rory McIlroy reversing into a top ten, like they were reversed into a quarterfinal. With, with three, they were, I still think they were possibly the only team in the history of, of county championships anywhere who may who advanced to a quarter final after three defeats in a row. It was such a freak table. They, they had they had won the first round and then lost their next three games and, and they they wind up in the quarter final. Thanks mainly to Kiligary. Um, did did Lacken do it one year in a freak intermediate? No, Lacken won the intermediate in two thousand and four, having lost three games. Uh, they weren't in a row. They weren't in a row, no, but like, yeah, I remember back then, Lacken were going really poorly, but that time, that was a year where you... Uh, you had seven games or something. Yeah, it was like one big group, because yeah. cause I remember Red Hills that year um, were in a junior, and um, won the quarterfinal in a replay. Sorry, won the semi-final in a replay against uh, Shercock, and lost the final in a replay against Butters Bridge. And by the end of the whole thing, I think so that was four. Red Hills had played like twelve games in the championship, and I think he played eleven in the league that year. So it was oh it was God. mad, and, and came away with nothing with nothing to show for it. Love so it, it, it was yeah, mad. That was, I think they only had done that for one or two years, and then they they, they changed it back fairly quick. I think they changed it after Lacken, actually. <laughs> I think yeah. Lacken ruined that championship model for everybody. But once Lacken got a sniff of it that year, they were they were deadly. Like in the knockout yeah. stages, Finber Riley was was. Uh, Scoring three quarters of their scores, like they were, he, they were just like winning freeze. Fimbo had scored them, and, and they went all the way that year. But like they had some big, they had some big players in that team in every sense. But now anyway, we're going to going off the point here, Damien. The question so, I I I wonder about this game, and I don't know if you'd agree with me. I think this is the big talking point: is can the Mullerhorn defense hold the Arab attack? I, I I still think actually the winning of the game will 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 come down to the middle of the field, or Maybe, and I, I think Mullahorn might hold a slight advantage in the middle of the field, depending on who plays midfield for for Arva. But um, Kaelin O'Reilly is playing out of his skin, playing really well for Mullahorn. And when it comes to just a, a battle for for dirty ball or for clean ball, 
he's he's winning a huge amount of them. Um, like he dominated the midfield against Two Hollands when I seen them. And I think he was in complete control at the weekend as well. So I think that that's a big plus. Dominic Cadden, um, alongside him there, I haven't seen Dominic play. He didn't play the games that I was at. So um, I think that the Mullerhorn defence is, it's, there's a lot of quality in that. Like Callum Mussey, uh, obviously Killian the Gunner. Like, there, is there anybody on the, on the Arva forward line that Killian the Gunner won't handle? I, I don't think there is. I think he's well fit to take any one of them. Keen Riley, Callum Mussey, um, are, are are excellent defenders there as well. Matthew you know, Hines. Well, you, yeah, Hines only came on the last day, like but yeah. I'm looking at that Mullerhorn defence and I, I actually think that they match up well against this guy in the forward line. Like Arva. you're gonna have you're gonna have to really watch five of the Arva forwards, which You've got five big scoring threats there. That's if Kevin Bush is fit to start. You've got Johnny McCabe, obviously, Kevin Boucher, Colin Sheridan, Peter Morris, and young Barry Donnelly. That's mm. five five players who who can and do score yeah. score well. But if you look at the, the Mullerhorn defence, like Keen O'Reilly, Killian the Gunner, James Riley, Cormac yeah. McHugh, who's outstanding on the 21, Callum Mussey, who's hard as nails, brilliant defender, Colin O'Reilly, what an athlete. Yeah. Like, Keen O'Reilly in the corner, like he's exceptionally good. That, that's a, that is a very good defence. It is, it is. And I'm, I'm just thinking back, I haven't got the actual league table in front of me, but I don't, now I, I don't think they've had that defence the whole way through the league. Um, I know that there was a couple of players, like when they played Coo Hollins, Derek Dalton, who'd be traditionally a forward, was, was back in defence. And so was Niall McGahern actually starting that day in defence. So, but that defence that lined out against Drumlane is, is a strong defence. Like, I think Eddie Dalton lined out a corner forward and came back as, as a plus one for them um, in that semi-final against Drumlane. So throw that into the mix and, and Arva forwards aren't going to have it all their own way. It's not going to be an easy day for them. And, and you can't underestimate or underemphasize how much of an advantage Killian the Gunner is there. Like, mm. What I'd actually love to see in this game is like Johnny McCabe is playing out of his skin, everybody says. I'd love to see Johnny McCabe and Killian the Gunner go head to head. Then you have does Callum Mussey go on to Colonel Shorten? Um, is, is that probably the next match up there? Does Matthew Hines or Keen Riley take Kevin Boucher? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities there in it. Cormac McGill maybe on to Morris, um, Peter Morris into that. Like that that could be a good battle. And there's yeah, Colin no, Riley possibly picking up Barry Donnelly. Yeah, yeah, and Colin Riley would give Barry Donnelly plenty to worry about going backwards, you know, yeah. defending because he, he puts a lot of players in the back foot as well. He's he's really good on the ball. But Barry Donnelly has really stepped up this year. First year at senior level. He's got physically strong. He's a really good ball player. He can finish a chance when it comes his way. So there's there, like there's no there's none of them matchups that you say, okay, he's definitely gonna win that matchup. That that that's a guarantee. You you can't say that there's anybody there that's going to get cleaned out or you can't say that there's anyone there that's going to definitely dominate their, their direct opponent. So that's why it's going to be very interesting. At the other end, you know, does Holla play midfield? That's the big question for me. Does Duffer start for Mullerhorn? Who have, right, James Morris is injured at the minute. I don't think he's, or he didn't play in the semi-final, I'm no. sure he didn't. So, no. Have have Arva got the defenders to handle Duffer 
Gavin the Gunner, who's playing brilliant football at the minute, and Cormac O'Reilly. Um, that's the big that's, question. That's, that is the question, yeah. That is that is going to be the, the conundrum, actually, as we tease this out. I can see that, actually, now. We said, Fimber McAvinia come on the last day. They're going to need him fit to start, I'd yeah. imagine. Niall McGarren's a handful as well. Like he, That could be one for Cully or Danny Ellis, maybe. Um, yeah, I think... I think Arver top heavy with forwards, Mullahorn are kind of bottom heavy with defenders, if you want to say that. Uh, so that's that's going to make it intriguing. I think Mullahorn is definitely stronger in their back eight rather than their their, their front seven. Arva definitely stronger from midfield up. Like if, if the Holla plays midfield, um they're stellar from, from midfield up. You've got young Hoffman there as well, who's who's very, very good. Um he's been a big pack. addition coming into the side and I He's yeah, he was he was he was playing soccer, years. wasn't he? Yeah, was, was it I soccer think, or rugby? He was more involved. In. I think it might have been soccer. And he's tra- and he was he was traveling or he was in Germany, I think, for a while as well. Somebody said to me, so he's 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 definitely an addition coming back in there. And it's not as if he's you know I think he's twenty two, twenty three, maybe twenty four years of age. So he's an experienced man coming into the side there. So yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued by this game. I I think this is. Like Arva, as I said, have have the form, but Mullahorn, Jesus, they'll be coming all guns blazing for this one. They'll have expected themselves to come out of Division Two. That's that's just Mullahorn. They do expect it. So now, going into the final, they'll want to pick up the cup because it's a, it is definitely their best opportunity, if not their only opportunity for silverware this year. <clears throat> I'm going to go Mullahorn. I'm call, I'm going to call it first. I'm gonna go Mullahorn and because and, so since you're going that way, and it's gonna make I'm gonna make it look like you followed me. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm very tempted. I think I think Arva Arva in the great vein of form. I think we've got a very good manager in in Gabriel Keoghan, and I I think that they are looking at the bigger picture here, um, which is the championship. And I know that that's the junior championship, but it's still the championship, and it leads on to bigger things as well. I actually don't think that this would be the worst thing in the world for Arva to lose this game. I think it would actually be of benefit to them because if they win the game in the longer term, they may just get kind of complacent because I don't see many of the junior teams in Cavan beating Arva. So now I know they play Drumlane in the first round. If anyone's going to beat them, Drumlane are top of the pile. But I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with Mullahorn. I'm going to go with Mullahorn to overturn the league, but I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. You can't be surprised to say if Arva won this. You couldn't say it's a shock in any way. Like it's a, no, it's it's no. it's a fifty fifty one forty nine call here. I mean, I'll give it to Mullahorn. I think it's the most appealing game of the weekend, followed by followed probably by Galway and Kerry. Very closely, <laughs> very closely. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. There'll be less fireworks in the Galway Kerry game because <laughs> Jesus, I like as you said, they're not quite fully neighbours, but they're damn close to being neighbours. There's only there's only a couple of fields between where Mullahorn meets Arva, really. So, um, you know, down down along where Gowner just cuts in at that crossroads from south of Loch Duff, so you could throw a stone into Arva from 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 Mullahorn. So, I'd imagine they they'll call it a local derby. There'll be a lot of like there's a lot of Mullahorn people who. If they're socialising, they socialise in Arva. They're they're that end of the parish. So I think it'll be it'll be a hotly contested game. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a class one. But um yeah, I'll go I'll go with Mullahorn just about to edge it, but 
don't be surprised if it's if it's a draw. Actually, it could. And the league finals are. Did I, what did I hear during the week? Are these going to replays? The league finals are going. To, no, sorry. The playoff games are going to replay. League finals, I think, have extra time in them. Now again, okay, right. Don't take, me, don't take me on 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 absolute certainty for that, but I think I heard that during the week that the that the the league finals are they're, they're finished on the day. Um, so yeah, there'll be there'll be a bit of fireworks in that. Um, right, we'll go on to the relegation playoff. We'll start off in Division Two, um, where Knockbride are taking on Den five o'clock in Virginia. Raymond Tynan is the referee. Um, if Den get out of this one. There'll be all sorts of calls that the league system is completely unfair, won't there? Oh, they will. They will. And, and I think a lot of the the uh, curmudgeons out there, um, who of which I would be one, but a lot of people <laughs> have been eyeing this up from way out. Just they've been looking forward to putting this in their diaries. Like, so we'll have something to give out about on the twenty second of of uh, or twenty third of July. People have been saying, ah, oh, if. Then they're only going to have to win one game. This is back when Den had kind of lost seven in a row or whatever. But then have kept losing games, and uh, it strengthened that argument that if Den get out of this, it makes a mockery of the way they set up the league. But I suppose what I always think is hard cases make bad law. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad system if you've got one sort of exception to it. But then yeah. the, the cold hard facts are that Den played thirteen games in the league. They won one and they drew one, uh, which is. Which just speaks for itself as desperate. Yeah. Whereas now Bright did win five games in the division. Yeah, um, like there's a big gulf there. Mm. Although it's not like not Bright were missed out by score difference or anything like that. Like there were two points behind Bailey where the, basically that game against Bailey where that they lost was the one. Completely cost them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was it. It it look at I suppose it, it is what it is, and we all knew it was going to be from a long way out that it, it, it was most likely going to end up in this situation. Like Knockbright have to win this game. The, the five the five wins that they got in the division have to stand for something. Um, but the last time the sides met, then beat them. It was in the, the junior championship, cracking game the first day, and then the second day, then then had a big big win. This is kind of an opportunity for Knockbright to say, well, we've got better, or then have got worse. It, it's going to be one or the other. Well, they'll probably beat them 16 points to six in round three of the league. Now, I know that's back on the 9th of April, but I don't know has the situation got much better for, for then since. Obviously, they'll have Ted back. Um, they would have been missing uh, 9th of April. Caelan McKay, he'd have still been tied up with your 20s at the time. Um, so they've got stronger from that point of view, but I'm not going to spend too long talking with these ones, Damien. I, I'm going to call this for an upright. Yeah, I, I I'm going to agree with you. I think Ted's going to make a difference, but like they've lost Beanie Gaffney. I think I heard. Um, he's gone to New Zealand. I think. Yeah. New Zealand. Like that. To me, that's the pulse. That's the heart of the team. I don't think Mossy Core has played this year either. So, yeah. that's that's not just two players. That's two central characters to the the spine of a team, and I I just don't see them being replaced. I don't I don't think it's possible to replace them. Definitely not. Straight away and in the short term, so I, and the bright have got. I think personnel wise, the bright have got stronger. Like there's lads back in playing that didn't play last year. Yeah, and uh, between injuries and lads who just didn't make themselves available last year, they've maybe picked up three or four bodies. Um, so so that's huge as well. So yeah, I think I think 
you know, there wasn't that terrible much between them anyway last year. It did go to a replay. Now, Denver were way better in the replay, but I, I think tables have just turned at the minute. All the momentum is with Upright coming into this one. Yeah, I know. Completely, completely agree with you. We'll, we'll, we'll double down and go for a, a not bride win on this one. Okay, so the other uh, playoff in Division 2 is Drumgoon against Bannon McHugh in Terry Kyle, 5 o'clock. Um, very little between the sides. Obviously, it was second from bottom finishing uh, toward, or playing off toward from bottom. Uh, for Drumgoon, Conor Mina back in now, you know, that's that's a big big advantage to Drumgoon. They'll be less reliant on Keith Fannin, who's been playing brilliant for them throughout the the league. Yeah, that's huge because they, they wouldn't be working off massive numbers in Drumgoon, but they're, they're a team that's always generally able to to punch above their weight. Um, yeah, I I think I think Drumgoon will win this game. Bally McHugh are are a very unpredictable side. They they tend to be very hard to beat at home, but. They're unpredictable. The consistency is a big problem with them. They could turn around, and we've seen them in the championship the last couple of years. They can turn around and put in big performances against strong teams. Um, they did win five games and drew two games in this division. So, or sorry, I'm looking at that, no. that wrong. Sorry, no, they won three, won three games and drew one. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, Green won four games and drew one. So Mar- there was very little between them when um, in the thing. So I just have a feeling that some Green might just about sneak this one. Yeah, like. For for Bally McHugh, they've hit an awful bad run of injuries, and I don't know if they've all cleared up in time for this game. Um, and 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 they wouldn't have a massive panel to pick from either, so it makes it very difficult. Um, even if even if they have everybody back, they're only back. So I think it's going to be difficult for for Bally McHugh, and you can't underemphasize how much of a a plus. A Connor Miner coming into the team is is going to be to to Drumgoon like it's, you know it, it's like I don't know it's, it's like killing the gunner coming into Mullahorn. It it just changes everything, you know, attitude, application, the trainings go up a level. So I'd imagine I I I'd imagine Drumgoon will just have enough. But I, the one thing I do always like about Ballymacue is is when Liam Buchanan's on his game, he's very very hard to mark at this level. And I'm not too sure that Jungoon have somebody that's going to completely nullify Liam Buchanan if he's fit to go. I know there was an injury issue there, but I I, I think all things as they're coming into the game, Jungoon are favourites to stay up. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing a few players in this game. Um, I know that that's, they lost, probably lost Ben Tierney to a fairly severe injury, but he's making his way back. Um, Shane Tynan is obviously a player I'm looking forward to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing Dean Carroll. Obviously, I'm naming all the under 20 players that that are going to be available for selection next year, but I haven't seen much of Dean Carroll this year at all. So to see has he made any improvements, um, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting just to watch that. But I I think it's going to come down to the more mature players, the older players, and Liam Buchanan on one side, and Connor Mina on the other. And if, uh, if if both play to the absolute potential, we could have a really good game here. But I'll go with Goon as well. Yeah, I think if Ali McHugh had everyone, uh, I would I'd put them ahead of Goon if they had everyone. Like you put Divine and Tynan and J- James Smith, Ryan Smith, Dylan Kieran. Like he's a very good athlete, yeah. Buchanan. Like Jeremy O'Reilly, their cornerback, like lovely attacking, uh, skillful player. Like they, they have lots of Barry Kieran. Yeah, yeah. Lots of talent there, um, but they have numbers are tight. 
uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Trungoon as well. Okay. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Final game then is the, the big one in Division 1. It's the Romar Energy All-County Football League Division 1 playoff Killing Care hosting Killigarry. Um Killing Care with a very tough league. Couple of good wins in it earlier on, but they finished off horribly bad um, with massive defeats to Kingsport and Gauna and actually lacking. Can they pick it up and, and, and beat, beat Killigarry by a point? Can, can we start that one again, can we? Let's be like as in Killigarry by a point, losing games by a point again, or is that just that, that's last year's news, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is last year's news, I suppose. But like we're, we've been kind of waiting for for Killigarry to arrive on the scene. And you know what? I was at the ladies' football launch last week, and it might have been the, it might as well have been the Killigarry men's team that that some of the some of the people were talking about because we're kind yeah. of saying like they're young, athletic, talented. They've loads of good county underage players have come through they've got scoring forwards but yet they haven't made that breakthrough at senior as well and the same is the case for, for the men's team I have great faith in Killigarry uh, in their talent yeah I do I think they've got great talent and I think I think they will get there like looking around the teams in the county I, I think that Martin Riley like, is not going to go forever but he could, there could be still another couple of seasons in him at, at club level at least oh, um, yeah. so uh, Killing Care, yeah, they were they played their best stuff early on in, in the competition. Like they had a huge win against Good Hill, they beat Balinya early on. Um they beat uh, they ran Crush a lot close as well. But the problem That's is right. that it, it had and Rammer. It Rammer, yeah, they were, Rammer to a single point to Jack Brady point in injury time, wasn't it? Yeah, they beat Lara by a point, but like the day they bet Lara, they conceded three twelve, and that's the story of Killing Care season. Yeah. They've just been con- conceding too much. Like they've been conceding goals. Every day they're going out to concede a couple of goals. Like I mean, they went something like sixteen points down against Lacken, and okay, they they came back well. Like, but like, let's just look at what they've conceded in their recent games: four fifteen against Kingscourt, four twenty three against Garner, four twelve against uh, Lacken, two twelve against Castran. Like it's 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 brutal. Like two fourteen against Rammer. Yeah. The last time that they actually. Conceded a respectable scoreline was on the twentieth of May, and who did they play? Killigarry, one eleven apiece. Like the, before that, they, they as I said, three twelve against uh, Lara, four thirteen against Bally Hayes. Like it's two seventeen against Crushala. You know, it's an absolute defensively, it's a shit show there, and that's not what you associate with Killigarry at all. Like they, they also shipped two twenty three in the competition earlier on, so they're letting in Horland scorelines nearly every week to go out. I suppose it does give them. Something to cl- to cling to and something to build on is the fact that one of their best defensive performances outside of the games, the three games that they won, was against Killigarry. So that'll yeah. give them a bit of confidence. Thinking back to that that game, I, I know Dara Lovett played that day, all right, but 
I'm not too sure. Martin Riley definitely didn't play. Don't know if Ushin Brady played. Um, but now the big question is, Ushin Brady went from coming on in the Talchin Cup semi-final to not getting a jersey in the Talchin Cup final. So is there an injury there? Um, that's, that's, that's something that could have an effect on it. Is Key and Riley available to play? I know that there, there was an injury there for a while. I think it probably cleared up by now, but um, you know, there's there's a lot of ifs and who's available for Killigary. Martin Riley will obviously be available. That's a big plus to it. But you take out, let's say a worst case scenario, they're missing Ushin Brady, Key and Riley, um Dara Lovett. That's that's three huge players to them and it, will they have enough then to be killing care without them three players? It's, it's very debatable. Probably, not, probably not. Yeah, probably not. But I, I think, I think Niall Murray might be, might be finishing up with Cavan. Or I'm, I'm sort of guessing and just sort of going by what I've heard on the grapevine that maybe Niall will, will be taking this coming to the end of his career now with Cavan. And I think that he was brought into the panel for the Tasha Cup final with that in mind. I'd imagine like, he's been such a servant for Cavan. I'd imagine that maybe, and that maybe was why Ocean Brady got squeezed out. Well, Ocean came on in the semi-final. There was lads on the panel that didn't come on that retained their mm, position. True, yeah, fair fair point. Um, I don't know, but yeah, if, if all those lads that you say, you thought, you mentioned they might be injured or injured, then uh, yeah, you got to give Killing Care a huge shout. But unless they can put in a much much improved defensive performance. I, I just can't see them. I just can't see them um, beating Kiligari, Just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, and like it, it doesn't bode well if you have a team that's con- conceding a lot and the defense is probably low in confidence. And like, you got to go out and, and you got to watch Daryl Lovett and you got to watch p- potentially Ushin Brady and the Mooney's coming off the bench or whatever and Martin Riley and Manny McKenna coming from deep, full full of skill and can score and you know. Yeah. The Killigary have a lot of ways they can hurt you there. They have, they have. I, I didn't I, even mention Con- Connor Smith, like my oh, my all favorite player. I how do we forget Connor Smith? Goes to show that, that once you're off the county scene, you nearly get forgotten about. But like he's absolute hero of this podcast, and we forgot to mention him. So like it, it's quite a daunting proposition for that Killigary defense now. To me, in fairness, yeah. Actually, I knew I was forgetting somebody and I was about to tip Killing Care and then you mentioned Connor Smith. Now I think I'm thinking twice about it. <laughs> so Connor Smith is still a class act. So um I don't know. I there's something not right with Killigary. There's something and, and, and I agree with you in terms of potential, but potential is one thing, but performance is the only thing that matters. And and mm. I, I, I I I'm not convinced on on Killigary in any way. I think if the two sides are at their best, there's only one winner. Killigary are, are, are ahead of Killing Care. But now I have heard Killing Care played a couple of challenge matches since the league and they've gone quite well for them. I don't know who they were against. I have no idea. So they, that could be a false confidence coming into it. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm still tempted to tip Killigary here or Killing Care here, but I, I, my, my head is saying to me, go, you have to go with Killigary here. They, They've been in that relegation playoff last year against Castle Rahan and having, you know, such a, a a difficult championship last year, being so close but yet never getting there. Mentally, that was a very tough situation to be going into against Castle Rahan. I think that, that could really stand to them 
um tomorrow evening. So I'll go with Killigarry to get the to get the job done. But I I, I I'll be kicking myself if Killing Care actually do it that I, that I didn't call them. Yeah, well, yeah, are here first. Definitely. Okay. Folks, don't forget to check out the Die Hard podcast. Loads of content. We've done our ladies podcast looking ahead to the All-Ireland Camogie semi-final. Paul and Aideen on that one. And um, looking at the club football championship, it's coming up soon on the ladies scene as well. We also look back over last weekend's club action um, earlier on in the week. So, And brought you all the gossip as well and had a bit of a nostalgic talk about the 97, 25 years on. So uh, check all that out on patreon.com forward slash we are cabin thanks a for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast Paul thanks for your time thanks Demo yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Cavan yeah. was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time and then the cave and it's over the lap and Cavan are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>